This podcast is sponsored by PSCU. PSCU is the nation's premier payments credit union service organization. Serving more than 1,500 credit unions, PSCU is committed to service excellence and focused on innovation. PSCU's payment processing, risk management, data and analytics, loyalty programs, digital banking, marketing, strategic consulting, and mobile platforms help deliver possibilities and seamless member experiences. Visit PSCU.com to learn more. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The events of 2020 have affected consumer behavior in many ways, and the payments landscape is no exception. The coronavirus, or COVID-19, pandemic has driven significant changes in consumer payment preferences. Through its 2020 Eye on Payments study, PSCU set out to gauge those payment preferences among credit union members and customers of other financial institutions, and explore how they have shifted over the past year. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I speak with Tom Pierce, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at PSCU, and Norm Patrick, Vice President of Advisors Plus Consulting at PSCU. Pierce and Patrick discuss key findings from the study and share takeaways that credit unions can use to better serve their members and optimize their product and service offerings. At PSCU, you recently released your Eye on Payments study for 2020. This is the third consecutive year you've released this study, and with 2020 still really fresh on everyone's minds, I imagine it was probably a very interesting year to do the research. Tom, let's start with you. How did you approach the research for 2020, and how else has PSCU been tracking consumer behavior? As you mentioned, uh, this is our third annual effort of really trying to measure consumers' payment preferences in a whole bunch of different settings. They use debit, credit, cash, and so forth. And so we've been doing this annual study, which gives us a good sense of looking at trends from year to year of why people make choices of certain payment forms over another. What we had the interesting twist for, of course, in 2020 was the entry of COVID-19 into the mix which gave us a new direction for seeing how people's payment preferences and their behaviors would change because of things thrust upon them. So on top of doing our third annual study, which we completed early last fall, we also set up beginning last March, we began really tracking actual consumer behaviors in terms of transaction adjustments they made due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've been reporting on that on a weekly basis since the start of the pandemic. So we saw very similar results from what people said they were going to do to what they actually did. And I think this discussion today should show some of those uh, interesting findings. Let's talk about the Ion Payment study and the transaction insights. Norm, can you give me an overview of some of the key findings? Relative to Ion Payments, I, I think there's been several themes that uh, came through on that. The first one being that you know, the pandemic in itself did drive consumer payment choice and purchasing behavior. And really one of the key tenants there is really around physical safety. 
One question was posed around making decisions around how they will pay for something based on which method is most physically safe. 73% of the credit union members answering that either agreed or strongly agreed with that question. And even the preference of using a contactless card, 54% of the members strongly agreed that they're using the contactless card. Another measure, uh, people making online purchases at least a few times per week, it increased 50% since the onset of COVID-19. And really some of the big categories where that growth is starting to blossom or had blossomed during that time was online grocery ordering, went from 33% prior to the pandemic to over 40% during the pandemic. And a real big one, mobile order ahead of food and going along with a food theme here, at least a few times per month went from around 40% pre-pandemic to 61% during the pandemic. That was one of the themes that bubbled up. Another one was around contactless penetration and actual usage of those contactless cards. And remember the stat I threw out just a couple of moments ago, 73% of those who answered this question, the survey around physical safety said that it's indeed a decision driver in terms of their payment choice. With credit union members having a contactless card in their hand, it went from 24% in 2019 to 47% in 2020. And actual usage of those cards are up. 57% of those said that they used it pre-pandemic and 65% said that they were using it during the pandemic. The big locations where those are being used, grocery, restaurants, pharmacy, fuel, and convenience stores. One other theme that came about was uh, mobile wallet usage and digital banking is also under a surge. Anticipated usage in the next six months was a measure that was taken. As far as mobile wallet goes, 35% of those measured in 2019 said that they would use it in the next six months. That went up to 45% in 2020 uh, for mobile wallet usage. And store-specific payment apps, 33% in 2019 to 46% in 2020. About half of the credit union members reported actual use of a mobile wallet, even into mobile banking app usage uh, went up from 50% in 2019 to 57% in 2020. So that's a, a few of our initial themes. Yeah, which was interesting because again, the Iron Payment Study asked people what they were doing or what they thought they would be doing. And, and so then we have our transaction insights, which actually reports on the transactions that PSU owner credit unions members are actually doing. So if you look at hard not present purchase, the online purchases, we've seen that grow significantly over the last year. At this point, as of the most recent week, over half of all purchases for credit and 44% of those transactions are hard not present. And on the debit side, you're talking 43% of purchase volume and over a third of transactions are hard not present. And then contactless, the actual utilization of those contactless cards, we've seen the percentage of overall transactions double for both credit and debit since the start of the pandemic. So on credit, it's grown from about a little over 8% in January 2020 to now 18.5% in mid-February. And then for the credit card side, we've seen growth from 6.5% to 13.6%. So people are definitely behaving as they indicated they would do with that ION payment study. COVID-19 has had an unprecedented effect on consumer behavior when it comes to payments. Tom, what can you tell us about the effects of other social and economic events of 2020? 
from the economic side, there's actually impacts from the pandemic that have affected people with job loss and other situations that have occurred throughout the year. And you know, we've we've seen consumers now choosing more of debit usage over credit usage. And you know, the debit card usage was the, the top choice in the iron payment study, and that's where we've seen the most significant growth throughout 2020 and into 2021 with our transaction insights. Norm, do you want to talk about some of the data on that standpoint? Yeah, very interestingly, some of those trends relative to the gravitation towards debit, that was already in play coming into 2020 as the economy was you know, showing to be a little bit wobbly as we went through 2019. But I think if you think about getting into the pandemic environment where we had so many financial implications for credit union members, you know, many being put into unemployment, also receiving enhanced unemployment assistance and stimulus payments, a lot of those payments obviously went into the member's checking account. The usage of the debit card to use that money was definitely in play for that. I think another dynamic that we saw within 2020 was a historical low of mortgage interest rates, a very high level of refinancing taking place. And in a lot of cases, cash out refinancing, you know, you get the money from your cash out, goes to your checking account. And if you are out to do a home improvement type of project, the money is easily converted as such through your debit card as a vehicle. Yeah, I think a lot of those dynamics within 2020 helped to spur this increased debit usage. If the people's choices were uh, driven of that still by that safety aspect as well. As they look at why they chose debit, they were choosing it for convenience, for speed of access, which ties into that contactless card point of sale for ease of use. But the safety and security side is still important with that as well. Norm, what about differences among generations of consumers? Let's take a look first. You know, we'll start at the older age of the spectrum relative to the boomer generation. I think in the past, marketers at uh, credit unions have considered those in the boomer generation not necessarily technology savvy, uh, tend to stick with their cards and operate much differently than the younger generations. But uh, I think that that trend has been bucked. Frequency of online purchases happening during COVID at least a few times a month. It went from 27% to 61%. So that generation has really gravitated towards buying online. From a preference method between credit card and debit card, still siding a bit with credit card at 40% preference relative to 36 for debit card. And uh, those even using contactless at least a few times per month during the pandemic came in at a pretty high 44%. Don't rule out the boomers when it comes to technology. Gen X were probably one of the highly impacted type of generations throughout the pandemic, uh, being impacted with furloughs, reduced hours quite frequently. Online purchases with that generation, 76% at least a few times per month. Preference and ways to pay. Debit card came in at 41% relative to credit card at 36. So we're leaning a little more towards debit right now. 63% use their mobile phone to make payments or to handle banking transactions. And as we continue down the line in these younger generations, you're going to see you know, a lot more pickup in shopping online. You're going to see a lot more pickup in debit card as a primary usage vehicle as we go down the line. And then looking at the younger groups there, you know, the younger millennials and also the, the Gen Zers, 
It's really been interesting to see their growth of some of the, the mobile payment usage on that front, as well as contactless. They were some of the heaviest users of those types of payment forms throughout the study results. It's interesting to me that the younger generations are gravitating more toward debit cards. Tom, do you have any insight into what's driving that? Typically, it's a great question, Casey. You know, if you think about younger generations, including younger millennials and Gen Z, they don't have at that stage of their lives as much access to credit as the older generations do. So it's a managing their budget perspective of you're spending what they have available based on their debit card, which is in their account. And we expect as we see, you know, as they start to get older, we see those trends, they start to pick up using credit. But it's really driven by access to funds. Thinking about the study's findings and the weekly transaction insights, what are some of the key takeaways that credit unions can leverage? One big aspect is there's a, clearly a new era for consumer expectations. You've got a group of folks that at the time of COVID-19, everyone went home. So people weren't setting foot in branches anymore. They were doing all of their banking online, doing a lot of their payment behavior online, and credit unions had to pivot to serving their members in that fashion. Now that we're coming up in a year into the pandemic, you've got certain folks that are comfortable with going out into the world and going to the branch and engaging with folks, and you've got other folks that still aren't. So credit unions need to make sure that they are balancing their approach to serve both parts of their audience, those that want to engage in person, as they maybe traditionally did, as well as those that are now still in a digital environment. So that's that's one key area that they need to focus on. There's been expanded and accelerated digital adoption. So whether it is making sure that you've got your members equipped with mobile capabilities, with contactless cards in their hands, they want to be able to engage digitally. So making sure you're keeping pace with that member demand out there and prioritizing your investments to meet those needs is very important to make sure that those members stay with you and don't go to other institutions for the banking preferences. And then the other aspect I want to just touch on is education. 94% of credit union members that took our payment study say they consider their credit union to be their trusted financial partner. So credit unions have an opportunity to really leverage that trust. And members are looking for how I effectively use some of these tools. Am I educating my member on how to provide the most effective digital banking environment? Am I educating them on how to use a contactless card, how to look for which terminals out within the retailers accept contactless payments? Credit unions have a great opportunity to really help their members feel more comfortable with these changing types of payment and make sure they feel secure in working with them. But we had some additional findings as well. Yeah, I think safety and security, as Tom mentioned, really is a big thing with our respondents. About eight out of 10 responded that safety and security is a concern for them and it drives their payments behavior. So I think that all ties back into education where we have you know many new payment methods that have reached the market and you know can use contactless and even mobile wallets as an example. They are very secure, but people need to be reassured and educated that they are safe and secure to use. That's incumbent on all of us across the industry to do that. Another uh, key takeaway you know, as we've talked through the results here, debit has really surfaced to be a, a very important choice uh, for many segments of consumers. So not only focus on debit, 
even take a look back at the checking account. You cannot have a debit card without a checking account to fund it. So it's absolutely important for credit unions to evaluate their checking product offerings and make sure that you're optimized and priced accordingly to make it very attractive for members to select your checking products and even those who are not members yet of the credit union. Lastly, a notion that we refer to as credit union card first. And we talk quite a bit in terms of using the card at a physical point of sale or even using it in a card not present type of environment. But it's no longer a time to be focused completely on being top of wallet or even top of virtual wallet. You know, we are getting into newer types of payments, types of arrangements. And one example of that being P2P where you can you know, use a credit union-based credit or debit card to move funds through a P2P service such as Venmo. So it, it's really important to consider all those point-of-sale channels, card-on-file scenarios, as well as the P2P scenarios, as well as all the new things that will be coming down the line as we look forward. So it's very important to keep looking at it through that lens. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by PSCU. PSCU provides an end-to-end platform of technology, services, and solutions that enables credit unions to securely grow and meet evolving consumer demands. Visit pscu.com to see how PSCU's best-in-class solutions can support the success of your credit union.